and welcome to an American Scouser podcast. We have a very special guest with us today. Uh, you guys are familiar with our like Spotlight podcast where we talk to official Liverpool supporter clubs around the U.S. Uh, but today we have an international one. We have Andre Fokel joining us uh, from Germany. Uh, he is the chairman, which, you know, like basically the president of the Sporter Club in Berlin, and he's also the CEO of the Redmond family in Germany. Andre, thank you for joining us. Hi, Timujin. Nice to have me here. <laughs> well, I mean, yeah, this was kind of harder to coordinate with than the U.S. Yeah. I'll be honest, the hour difference by itself is kind of like a challenge, but glad to have you on board. Um, so let's start with you right away, because uh, I think this is going to be very unique to the listeners of the Spotlight, because... Uh, of the international aspect of it. So uh, so how long have you been a Liverpool fan and how did the whole uh, sporter club come about for you over there in Berlin? Um, I saw my first game 2001. It was the UEFA Cup final. Actually, it was today in 2001, so 16th of May. And um, I think that's, that was the moment where I had Liverpool on the map. I started kind of watching the game, started supporting them kind of, saw Steven Gerrard, Gary McAllister, had a few favorites and it was like a special final. So um, so kind of, it, it started that time, but it took me a few more years, probably until 2006, 2007, when I really started supporting, when I really started watching the games regularly. I have been, to Liverpool before from um, 1998 um, onwards um, have been in the stadium very early but yeah just just as a as a how, how do you say just as a visitor just as a neutral and uh, yeah it all became very crazy after after the Champions League final <laughs> <laughs> so what is your like I guess original team or the team you kind of like grew up supporting in Germany I grew up in a town called Gelsenkirchen, which is actually very famous for Schalke 04. I think you know this club uh, too. I think they played they played in, in the US a few years back or something. Yes. Um, yeah, uh, I grew up there and I was very much engaged in the fan scene there, very much engaged in the club. Um, one of um, the famous manager, Rudi Assauer, was um, kind of our neighbor. So we had like a, like a small street with a lot of houses and everybody knew each other and he was living there with us, uh, knew some players and everything. So that was, that was my youth, my childhood, um, going to the stadium from being six or seven to um, yeah, 2000, 2001. And uh, yeah, that was the start. <laughs> So I get, and that's what I think makes it like a lot more unique. Is I mean, over here in the U.S., it's all more about you know bringing the fans of the sport together, uh, and then a lot of them actually are kind of like picking their team on the go uh, once they start watching the sport and stuff, and that's kind of how it develops. Whereas that's why I think like it makes it unique because Germany, obviously, the sport, the football, is already big. Mm. Uh, so how does that balance? How does a uh, guy who sport Liverpool um, end up in Germany <laughs> or like is in Germany and can you like how do you hook up with other uh, Liverpool fans within Germany where I'm assuming they all have teams they sport in Bundesliga as well 
Mm, it's it, it is very diverse. So so my own story was actually 2001 was a very special year for um, for Schalke no fear. So I was very, as I said, I was very engaged in the fan scene, in the club, and everything. And a lot of things changed. And we had we have been um, champions for four minutes that season, and then Bayern Munich um, scored. Um, a goal and uh, so we lost the champion being champions so we lost the uh, the title and that kind of threw me off that um, that scene and it took me a lot of years uh, to go back to football so um, so I, I, I watched Liverpool but for me it was always um, it's it's around a thousand kilometers away I don't know how many miles there are but um, it was so it was f um, enough distance between it to to keep it a bit more neutral for me um for others um it, it's very diverse in in our fan clubs i know a lot of people that only support liverpool we have a lot of scouses that are members in in our network um we have a lot of international people uh, i think a few people from mauritius india malaysia even u.s people that only support liverpool and uh, they grew up with it or or they just started supporting them, or it was was a special special occasion when they started supporting them. For for a lot of people, it was two thousand one or two thousand five uh, where they started um, to see Liverpool on the map. Um, and and then you have probably the other half that have a German team, but um, yeah, always are also drawn to Liverpool and and are very in very into into. The, the club into everything that that surrounds the club like like a Liverpool supporter and how did the the concept of you know starting the the supporter club come about I mean did you guys already have a certain number of people watching the games together or it was more to bring people together to start with mm, we we started uh, with people just watching the games together when I moved to Berlin a few years back um, it was um, in the season 12 and 13 I started uh, opening a Facebook page and, and always telling the people where they can watch the Liverpool games and where I am to watch the Liverpool games in Berlin so it all started with Irish pubs and and some um, sports bars and then suddenly a few people started uh, reading these uh, these posts on Facebook and then they came to the pub and this became bigger and bigger. And then we had the season 13, 14 um, where Liverpool nearly became champions. And uh, then it all just, just became crazy. We had uh, between 20 for a normal match and sometimes up to a hundred for, for a bigger match. And uh, yeah. And at some point um, we felt like a, like a, close group together we we sang together we we drank together we made friends and everything and um and then the idea grew to say okay let's do a supporters club let's let's do something more official let's try to get in touch with other fan clubs other supporters um because at that point actually um the first guests i had watching the games together with me were mostly scousers being on this um yeah on holiday in berlin and then they just Googled Liverpool Berlin and then they found my page and said, mate, um, do this. It's great that you're doing it and let's have a pint together. So this is how it all started. And what is the biggest challenge you come across? I mean, I would think, I mean, when I talk to the sport clubs in the US, I mean, the biggest challenge is obviously, you know, bringing the numbers together, getting people like to kind of like join the, through social media and stuff. And the biggest one is probably finding the location. 
because of the time difference, obviously, you know, it's a place that has to open in the morning and stuff. I'm assuming that's not as big of a challenge in Germany, finding a, you know, like an English pub or something like that to kind of go along with becoming the official bar for you guys. Oh, it is. It is. It, really? It is. Yeah. <laughs> well, first of all, we don't have the time issue that you guys have. And I really respect that. I always, um, I, I'm, I'm following the uh, Carragher's and New York Cop Heights, And uh, I'm in touch with the SoCal Cop Heights and all these things that are happening in, in the U.S., and I'm, I'm always baffled seeing so many people there at four, five, six, seven, eight o'clock in the morning drinking beer. Uh, so <laughs> big respect. It's a commitment and an excuse to drink at the same time. So, <laughs> yeah. Um, so yeah, great. It's, uh, it's impressive really. Um, for us, it's, it's a bit more easier because, uh, yeah, the, the morning game is at one o'clock in, um, in the afternoon. Um, and the late games are six or five o'clock or something. Even Champions League is, um, yeah, nine o'clock in the evening. So that's okay. But it is difficult because um, that was the, the one of the biggest challenge is actually finding a pub that acknowledges you as a group, that acknowledges you as a fan club, that gives you space to sing, to chant, to shout, to make. Um, yeah, to 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 marketize um, the events to say, okay, guys, let's let's all meet up here and and to maybe also give give a discount or or something. I, I think we're we're speaking about this later when when it's about the Redman family because this is a big part of our concept uh, to say when you're a member, uh, there are some pubs uh, that we partner up with and and you get a discount. So please come to the pub and also support the pub because in in Germany people are used or not people but a lot of a lot of fans are used to to just watch at home through Sky Sports or or the Zone, as um, I think it's the same in in the, in the US when you have NBC or something. They're showing the games, um, so that has been one of the biggest challenges for us. And on top of that, you have a lot of pubs that are only showing Bundesliga, and sometimes it's um, it collides with the Premier League. So that means you have a game and then the first 15 minutes you couldn't watch uh, the Liverpool match because it was Dortmund Bayern some, or something or the other way around and then you had to stop or something. So so we found a few pubs that we are working with together, especially in Berlin, has always been a challenge and now we have a few very good partners um, and in, in some other cities we have great pubs that always show the games but this is like one of the biggest challenge we always had. Always. Is it... <laughs> Is the issue basically splitting it with Bundesliga? I'm assuming like the, the games sometimes can overlap and I'm assuming it's kind of hard for the bar to commit to Liverpool when there's probably going to be a lot of like regular customers that will want to watch the Bundesliga games. Mm. Um, that's, that's one of the, that's yeah. One of the challenges. Um, it is, you have most, most of the pubs, um, they're not like the sports bars, you, um, um, as I recall them in the US, for example. You don't have so many TVs and uh, you don't have so many sports that is, that is shown. If there is Bundesliga, you have like the, a conference where they show the best bits of each game uh, live or then you have like the big game, you have one uh, focus game and then you have um, smaller games and it always depends on the groups. So, so if there's a pub with six, seven TV screens, uh, they have six, seven different games on. But if we come in as a supporter club and, and with 50 people want to watch the Liverpool Watford game, 
then uh, it's going to be an <laughs> it's an issue because uh, yeah, most of the people want to see Dortmund Schalke or Dortmund Bayern or something. So um, so that that's that's one thing. And and for us, it's it, it was important to hang up our flags, to be able to sing, to to be able to have the you never walk alone and, and uh, before the game or even sometimes having our music on like. We, we, we created a, a playlist with um, all the best songs on, and, and we re recorded our boss nights that we did here with Jamie Webster. Uh, so we're playing them before and start singing. And, and in some pubs, this just isn't possible. And uh, it's okay, but it's, um, it's a challenge, obviously. So, I mean, do you guys have an established location now? And if mm -hmm. so, like, how long did it take to kind of like get that finalized and have somebody really commit to the group in Berlin? Um, so we, um, as I said, we started in 13, 14, and we switched a few times the pubs. And, and now it's the first season in two pubs. So we have one pub for, for the weekend and uh, a second pub that is if the first pub cannot show the game on the weekend because there's also another fan club from uh, Werder Bremen, which is a famous, uh, famous club in Germany and, and also a big city in the north of Germany. And they have a huge fan base, a few hundred people, um, just, just fans in, uh, living in Berlin. And, uh, and then we have another pub that always gives us space for, for the Champions League in the week because that's another challenge you have in Berlin. Um, although you have a lot of pubs here, you have a lot of fan clubs and everything. It's always also the issue uh, when, a, when there's a late game or a game on a Sunday, for example, then you have neighbors um, that don't like the noise that's coming out of the pub or in the street or something. So, so that was a big challenge, but now we are happy at the moment. And uh, yeah, and let's see how the next years are turning out with this. So let's go back to like, you know, like the attraction of Liverpool to the fans in Germany. So how big of uh, the Jurgen Klopp coming to Liverpool, how big of a factor was that? <laughs> that nearly broke the internet, I think. <laughs> <laughs> that was so crazy. Um, it, it, it's, it, was, it was strange. So on, uh, from, from a Berlin perspective, we have been big before already. We got our tickets, we had our identity, we had our chance, we had everything. And then this club thing happens. And then it was the Tottenham game and suddenly you are uh, like half of the people there uh, you've never seen before. And they're Liverpool fans. And suddenly they, they started not only supporting Liverpool, but um, officially going out to, to watch them. Um, and it's still up today, I, I meet people, they, they, they live in Berlin or something, and they, they say, I'm, I'm a Liverpool supporter all my life, I haven't found you yet, or, or because of Klopp, or because of this player, I started going out and wanted to watch the games together with other supporters. And um, Jürgen Klopp was something special, I think, because he, he, he fit, he fits, uh, at that time he was... He was the first choice for most of the people, even, even at the beginning of the season or the end of the season before, which, uh, which was horrible for us uh, under Brendan Rodgers. And uh, he, he ended his contract with Dortmund. So for us, it was something like, okay, get him, get him. What's happening? Why isn't he, <laughs> why isn't he in Liverpool already? And, um, and this, this gave the whole scene in Germany kind of a boost and 
also Liverpool kind of a focus in Germany. So you see more news about Liverpool, more news about Jurgen Klopp with Liverpool. You see more interviews, you see more more podcasts about him. So that was that was a special or that let's say it otherwise. Uh let's say it in another way. Um that's kind of kind of draw the draw um show I don't know, uh, pointed the light onto Liverpool a bit more in Germany, which is good. Yeah, because I remember, I mean, I was going through your guys' group and like looking at some of the pictures, and I saw this picture. Uh, I, I'm assuming it was like in a bar or like a pub or something like that. It was like a piece of paper uh, that was almost like dividing the pub. And it shows one arrow, and it's like a, you know, like a Bundesliga game. I think it's somebody versus Frankfurt. And the other side is pointing to the left. It says Klopp versus uh, West Bromwich Albion. Yeah. <laughs> it just says Klopp versus West Bromwich Albion. So yeah. let me ask you, obviously we love Jurgen Klopp and it fits the club so perfectly. Obviously there's the similarities to like the Borussia Dortmund anyway, but how is he viewed overall in Germany of, you know, because I know his you know, name constantly comes up for the national team and stuff like that as a successor. But how is he viewed by a German that's not a Liverpool fan or a Dortmund fan? Mm, good, good, good question. So, um, first of all, most of the people I know and I spoke, um, spoke with about this topic, um, for them, it's not... It's not uh, they're not focused on Liverpool because of Jurgen Klopp, because most of the fans acknowledge that it's more about the club, but now it's the time where Jurgen Klopp is in the club. That's the one thing. And the other thing is you have always haters that, that don't like Jurgen Klopp, that don't like his style, that don't like how he appears in press conferences, that don't like whatever he does or say or something. Or they always try to debunk his, his, um, uh, his comments or anything. Um, but I guess most of the people like and acknowledge that he is at Liverpool because um, he fits to the club. His his mentality, his agenda fits to the club. And um, even before we won anything, we have been in a lot of finals. We have, we have played very attractive football and that attracted a lot of people um, watching the games with us or watching the games at all, watching Premier League and, and also seeing some kind of football that um, broke with conventions a bit. Uh, because to, uh, to be completely direct on this topic, most of the games can be very boring if you don't have two good attacking teams or two good teams defensively or something. And um, uh, sometimes I see a game where, where one of the teams um, scored two goals and then that's it. And then it's 60 minutes just uh, playing around. And, and for us, it was always heavy metal football. It was always kind of gegenpressing, also controlling, also um, uh, attacking, having these variations in the attack, also having kind of a flow in the game. And and they per perfected it over the last two years. And And... I know so many people that don't have anything to do with Klopp or Liverpool, but they want to watch us because they think it's really impressive how we play and it's really charming also and it's really interesting. So I think that's how Liverpool, I mean, especially in the US, has gained a lot of fans. I mean, obviously, you know, like soccer is not the sport over here like it is in Germany. 
uh, or in, you know, the rest of Europe, I guess. Uh, but uh, so when someone watches a game, uh, like our brand of soccer, football, whatever you want to call it, is a lot more appealing to the new fan, new to the sports, because it's a lot more fast-paced, because it's more dynamic and stuff like that. And I know even before the success, it was attracting a lot of new fans. Because if you're just on, turn on NBC, I mean, there are a lot of fans who, you know, were getting up early Saturday, soccer's always on. They're like, uh, maybe I should start supporting the team. And it's, you know, like, like you're saying, our style of play is a lot more appealing to the eye, uh, to the casual follower in terms of being interested in following the team. Um, would... I know, like I say, we're always, as Liverpool fans, you know, like rumors come out and you get word. I personally don't think he fits the mold of a national team coach just because he thrives on more on like day-to-day interaction with the players and constant improvement and things like that, which doesn't really happen as much in the international game. I mean, is he the consensus like follower, like everybody in Germany kind of wants him to take over the national team in the future? Or mm. is it kind of like a... Only like a Dortmund fans or somebody like that who would be kind of like buying for that. No, no, it's uh, it doesn't have to do um, the comments or or the the opinion doesn't really have to do with um, what team you support or something. There are some people that think he's the best fit, and some people think he's not a good fit. Um, and uh, yeah, and then I think uh, it doesn't it doesn't work for him in the national team at this moment because. Uh, it's a different kind of work and maybe he doesn't want to do this but who knows i don't i don't know him so good personally so so well personally so i don't know um but in germany the discussion is always there it's it's always the discussion about a restart of the national team after i think 2014 or something i lost a bit of track on this discussion to be to be honest because um it was so much just talking about something which kind of didn't go anywhere so um at the moment it's it's clear Jurgen Klopp is at Liverpool and there are so many rumors most of them are uh, when it's about players or the managers most of them are just clickbait and you click on them you spend some time you lose some time which you could have invested better and um and I just enjoy having him there and I couldn't care less about the national team at the moment to be fair (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I have to be honest on this. It's look. I mean, um, you've been in a, in a terrible situation too now with the whole pandemic thing, for example. And um, if you go on the news and you just click on the sports news, before it was about the Bundesliga is going to restart and and how everything is. It was transfer rumors about some players with Liverpool. It was Werner, and we we. We asked some people. We had sources about um, sources that have been engaged engaged with um, Leipzig, for example, or or no Timo Werner or something. So we asked them, "Can we do something? Is there a story?" And then the one one guy said no, the other guy said yes, and blah blah. So we did one or two stories about it, and then we did an analysis, and um, it was ten times the clicks we had on everything else. But actually, there was nothing there was nothing to tell. It was just something everybody knew already. And then suddenly someone said, oh, uh, Jürgen Klopp called Mbappé's uh, uh, father to ask him to bring him to, to Liverpool. And, I'm, and, and then you see how many people are, are liking this and talking about this. I'm like, this is clickbait. Nobody cares about this. Really, nobody should care about it because it's nothing. There is no story. 
you know? Yeah, I mean, I can, I can only imagine. I think it's, it's been kind of like rough, and I think that's like an easy way to get discussion going. I mean, I know of our sites or, you know, just being online, there's certain things that always get more attention. I mean, if you, of course. If you want any interaction, just throw like a jersey out there, <laughs> it on Photoshop. And then, you know, 80 people will chime in on like, oh, hopefully this is not Nike's jersey. <laughs> so uh, that's kind of like how it goes. <laughs> so yeah, let's but- go back to the, the Berlin. And I've, obviously, you know, with U.S. being so big, I mean, regardless of like how many supporter clubs there are, there's still like huge distances in between. So with you guys, obviously, it's a bit more. And you said there's three in Germany. Um, how do you guys interact with those supporter clubs? What are the challenges behind that? Or does it make it easier uh, within Europe to connect with like different supporter clubs? So um, one of the big challenges in Germany is at all that it's, uh, it's a decentralized um, country. So you don't have uh, one big city and... Uh, and that's it. You have a few big cities, um, so that that is a that is a big challenge because you also have uh, smaller towns or smaller cities to up to a hundred, hundred fifty thousand, uh, and the strong league. But in Germany, there has been one other supporter club, um, no, two others that have been founded actually also nineteen years ago. I think both of them kind of around this game in in Dortmund, the UEFA Cup uh, win in Dortmund. And um, yeah, we we. Uh, I try to say it more in a more diplomatic way. <laughs> um, when I started this in Berlin, for me it was always the goal to have an inclusive, open community. Um, it doesn't matter for us how long you've been a supporter, if you uh, if you know the chance, if you know the background story, if you know how many people fit into Anfield, or if you know. Uh, what's the road that goes in, in, behind the cop or something. It doesn't matter for us. For, for us, it matters if you feel the club, if you love the club and everything. And um, we, a few of us, when we started watching together, have tried to get in contact with one of the bigger ones. Um, so there is like a, um, a whole of Germany one and the second one more for the south of Germany. So so we started to get in contact and said, like, yeah, can you help us? We We kind of want to engage uh, with other fans we kind of want to get connected we want to go to amphi blah 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 and uh, some of us didn't get an answer and some of us um didn't get a nice answer and then we decide okay let's do it ourselves let's do it better and so we started doing this and uh, out of this came uh, the official one and since then um i've always been in contact with other supporter clubs in europe and and this is actually easy there is there is an unofficial network um there is the official network of um, of supporter clubs through liverpool um and you can just write every every supporter club as as i said i have um, a few people i know from us supporter clubs and and uh, also some asian ones uh, africa um Especially, I think Egypt and, and Morocco have, um, and Lebanon actually have been, have been a few members have been to us, even have been members while living in Berlin or Germany, and um, yeah. So, if someone doesn't be doesn't want to be friends with us, then it's okay. Then we find other friends. <laughs> and I know you guys have a lot of friends in Denmark, for example. So let's talk about that. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> So, because uh, I was when I was looking at the sites, 
so the, let's talk about the Redman family because it's almost like a group of different uh, cities, Liverpool fan clubs, it looks like. Uh, they're not official. Are they not official because they're not big enough? Or it's like kind of like easier to kind of do it through the Redman family? Mm, uh, depends. Depends. Um, we Some of them are now applying to be official. And for us, the, the, for us, the Redman family is kind of a network thing. We, we thought about a way to connect everybody and to, to not have having kind of a competition because that's what was kind of happening before. And then we said it's completely bonkers that we have this because we are all Liverpool fans and, and let's, let's just divide uh, and, and work together. So if you have a supporter in City A, then he's part of the supporter club in City A and the other one in B, but everybody can be together. So it doesn't, it doesn't matter. And, and this is how it all started. Um, also people coming to us and say like, okay, I don't know what you did in Berlin, but this is crazy. We want to have this in, this in our small town too. And then I said, okay, I help you. And then we do some crowd surfing during the games at, at your pub. And uh, it actually happened. So that was good. Um, so the, the Redman family have, um, well, the Redman family has in Germany now seven, seven clubs and smaller groups. And some of them are applying now to be official. And um, yeah, and we just, we just work together. For us, it's, it's a culture of unity that we want to create, um, and which also ref reflects what we've been uh, feeling from the Scousers in Liverpool. And it's about, for us, it's about sticking together and, um, and sharing our great stories together. So um, one of the things is, um, if we hadn't done this working together in the different cities, if we hadn't done this talking to other supporters and, and connecting each other, we wouldn't have been able to do the boss night in Munich, for example. And you just go on YouTube and, 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 and watch the videos that we did. Uh, the same with uh, the boss night in Copenhagen. Um, these are some, one of the craziest experiences that you can get. It's um, in, in Munich, we were over 2000 people just going crazy to Jamie Webster and Kieran and um, and f I don't I don't I don't see an issue in in supporting each other all over Germany and even helping out other supporter clubs in Europe that need help with anything. So um, like I'm, I I I come from a from a, a marketing and consulting background and, and also financial background. I worked in in bigger companies. I worked in a lot of networks and everything. And so I I know a bit about how to organize better, how to, how to find a way um, to, to have standards and, and to say, okay, this is the, like a standard, this is the standard we need to have and, and this is what we are trying to, to help the other clubs with and, and to say, okay, you don't have to worry about um, picking up on the members, you don't have to worry about the marketing stuff, you don't have to worry about the homepage. Just go to the pub, have fun and everything and everything else around this we help you with and uh, we help you grow. This is the network and if someone needs assistance, we are there. If you need help with this and that, that is it. And this is, this is why we do the Redman family and we've been growing so fast, so crazy with everything that we did. And um, there's so many things that we can do now um, just, um, from marketing, from merchandise, from traveling to Liverpool, to other, uh, to other fan clubs, um, up to doing 
doing a, a next boss event maybe next year when it's possible to travel again safely or, or um, possible to have an event again um yeah that's that's the whole idea behind this and does it require like memberships to be able to take i know you were talking earlier about like being able to get discounts and things like that i mean does mm -hmm. someone have to be a, a member or is it just a matter of showing up at the pub and saying i'm with redman family no no it's it's about the memberships because um the thing is, when you are a member, you have um, exclusive um, content. That's the one thing on the page. You have exclusive partnerships um, and then exclusive partnerships in, in, the, in the special cities with, with pubs and, and other clubs and everything. And uh, we now just launched a, a partnership with a hotel in Liverpool uh, where we are also going to, um, uh, also going to do um, events. It's the Hotel Anfield. Um, it's um, also on Anfield Road and... Um, and uh, yeah, for us, it was important to do this because um, the thing is, you don't want to have people there that don't want to be part of this. You want to have people that want to be part of a community at some point. And, uh, this, and this kind of keeps them away. And the other thing is... Um, just to just to drop a number, 2019, we have been able to um, to do with the Redman family Denmark together. We have been able to to um, give um, fans supporting food banks around 8,000 euros. I don't know how many dollars that is at the moment, um, but it's a lot. <laughs> um, we've been able to do this, and we say everybody who is part of this. Um, 10% of the membership, for example, goes directly to food banks. And every time we are in the city, we buy stuff for food banks. That's, that's one of the biggest, um, I don't know, biggest, yeah, biggest ideas we had to do something good and, and to give something back to the people. And, uh, and also we, we are helping the pubs now with the money we have. And, um, yeah, and we have been able to to arrange travels and uh, have been able to arrange um, uh, events where where members um, get like a very uh, very good discount on something. It's like um, like CopCon events, like the CopCon, for example, is is a very special event you have in Las Vegas. And I've seen the videos, I've seen the pictures, talk to people, and this is something we have in uh, on a smaller size here. Sometimes we have. We have the events in, in Denmark and Germany where we just meet up and, and go crazy. We have, we have guests from Liverpool and, uh, and this is not possible if you don't do a membership. How many members do you guys have right now? Is it just, like, obviously it's just Germany or there's, like, random families in different countries now, like, with Denmark and stuff and kind of, like, joint effort that way? We have um, we have about five hundred plus in Germany. It kind of um, switches now a lot, and I'm just waiting on the confirmation because most of the members became uh, most of the members we have actually became a member between April and uh, June, July. So this this kind of kind of uh, circulates now. Um, so this is just like the middle the middle number actually. Uh, I just watched it this morning, and a few people. Um, renewed their membership so so at the moment a bit over 500 and it goes up uh, probably up to 700 when the season starts again and um, and Denmark is around four four thousand five hundred or something kind oh, wow. of yeah 
kind of this 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 region probably a bit more now i don't know but it's not it's not um it's it's not representative at the moment obviously because of the pandemic and everything so if we speak next year who knows what's happening especially after number 19 who knows exactly <laughs> have you noticed like a big spike either because of jurgen or due to the recent success and how do you guys kind of handle mm -hmm. that i'm assuming like you're saying part of the reason for the membership is to make sure everybody is kind of committed if you will um so have you seen a spike with that with the recent success or when you know club first came to liverpool or has it been kind of like steady along the way first of all every time we are kind of successful um which started for example 13 14 and then being in the final having club having salah having the uh, salah feminino manet and all these like always or van dyke always when the when the when the focus is big on Liverpool, not only in England but also especially in Europe, then or worldwide, uh, always at these in, in these kind of moments you have the focus and the perception is different. So then you have a few more people googling you. You have a few more people coming to the pub, or it's the same with with like the top matches. If you have a City match, then you have two hundred people there. If you have a um, a Brighton or Watford match, it's just fifty or twenty or whatever. Depends. Depends. Um, always depends on on the moment. So, so Klopp was something big, and um, the uh, title in Madrid was something big, and um, I think I think Van Dijk also was was a moment where we could feel um, a few more people. But I know a few members now that. Uh, that just got into just got into Liverpool because of Madrid, or just that just got into Liverpool because of uh, Jurgen Klopp. And to be to be completely honest with you, I don't care why you are a Liverpool supporter fan, or and for how long. It doesn't it doesn't matter to me, and it doesn't matter if you can sing the chant with me or not. That doesn't make you less of a supporter, and I don't care if you are from from Asia, from the US, from South Africa or from Iceland or something. It doesn't, it doesn't matter to me. Everybody is equal on this. And if I feel I can help you understanding something, then it's great. Then I help. If I, if I feel I can help you um, understand the song, the history or, or kind of the, the feeling of being a Liverpool supporter, going through thick and thin and all these all the ideas behind you never walk alone, all the ideas behind um, the Scouser mentality or something. If I can help you with this, it's great. But on the other side, everybody that's, that's part of a community um, makes the community better uh, in, in, in his own way, like especially in this kind of way. If you have a supporter that is young, that's just supporting Liverpool for a year, then you have a totally different view on Liverpool that actually could widen your horizon on this. Too. And it's the same with someone that supports Liverpool from the 70s on. We have a few older members in, 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 uh, in the Berlin Reds fan club and also in the whole family that um, if, if you talk to him, you have, you have a completely different view on, on some things that you actually never experienced because you weren't born. So I'm happy with everybody who is part of, part of our community or part of the Liverpool family all over the world. So, so yeah. <laughs> so I'm glad you kind of like, we're talking about how, 
you know, for you, it doesn't matter, you know, how new a fan is and if they know and stuff. Because, I mean, that's one thing that we try to do at American Scouts. Or, I mean, like, for example, we're right now working on a page with all the songs. So people can kind of study up before they go to the pub if they want to and stuff like that. And it's all about kind of like providing more and more information about the club because it is kind of different because we're also we're in a freaking other continent over here so you guys are at least closer <laughs> and might know i mean there are a lot of liverpool fans that became a liverpool fan just based off of the the play the team the success whatever um so they're now learning more about the club and the city because it is very unique it's not just like a soccer club it's almost like a city club as a community so it's a kind of like a different aspects to it you know politically socially and stuff like that as well so i'm actually like is that a challenge for you kind of like teaching the club to newer fans and you get you you mentioned like you said mostly in the national community including scousers in the group uh are they able to help you kind of like teach the club in a way well, it's uh, it's definitely the uh, the tone that we set um, also in in our social media groups and accounts. It's the tone that we set during our pub viewings. Um, as I said, we 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 try to make it inclusive for everybody, and and it's something. I mean, people have to have to realize it's something special being together or finding each other, supporting something together, um, and especially in the US where, where soccer, I mean, you call it soccer. That's the one thing it's football, <laughs> <laughs> but you know, it's, it's so, it's so special that you guys found each other there. It's so special. I mean, I said it in, in the beginning when I see the pictures or something, for example, um, uh, I, I, I follow some people that do, um, uh, that, that do the supporter clubs. I follow a lot of the official supporter club pages, the Instagram pages and everything. And then I see 50 people 8 o'clock in the morning holding a beer, a big banner in front of a pub. Why would anybody making a problem there? Why? Why would anybody? I mean, this is so beautiful. This is really beautiful. And look, for me, I go to the pub and sometimes there are people and then they say, yeah, I read about you. I'm actually from 700 miles away. I'm just here on the holidays with my girlfriend. She's shopping. She doesn't want to watch football. I want to have a beer with you guys. And then you sit down at the table and, and you just become friends and you just talk about Liverpool. You just talk about the, the game itself. It's so beautiful. And it's the same in the city. I've been so many times to Liverpool and I never really had a problem there. I even... I even talk to, to, to a blues about football. It's, <laughs> I don't, I don't get it. I don't get it. Why, why this kind of game shouldn't be inclusive. Of course, it's, it's kind of, it's kind of, uh, I don't know. I, maybe I'm, I'm a bit too positive on this. Obviously there are some people that want to hurt you or they don't like you because you look different, talk different, think different, whatever. But there is always a common ground. That's, that's what you have to think about. First of all, there is a common ground. When you go to a game as a Liverpool supporter, there are other Liverpool supporters. And it doesn't matter, as I said, it doesn't matter how many years you are supporting, how many songs you can chant or, or whatever. And even if there is a discussion about, especially, for example, Henderson, Wijnaldum, or, or also very likely the goalkeepers before Alisson, there was always a discussion about this. And it's completely okay. Football is also about having a discussion in the pub afterwards. This is how I grew up when I, when I was, a, was um, in my youth. 
uh, starting going to the games and being allowed in, into the pub because uh, in Germany you can go into the pub even before 21, even before 18. You can. Uh, I've, my, my first years in the pub was between uh, 13 and 14, but with uh, my father, for example, or my cousin who was uh, way older, so that's allowed, but you aren't allowed to drink beer, for example. But I was in the pub and then we just talked about the game. And, and sometimes you even said something very bad about the player because you didn't like how his attitude was in the game. Obviously, but then you just end the drink, you just end the evening, you go home and next weekend you support again and then it all restarts. So I don't, I don't, I don't get it. I don't get it. And this I mean, is, is that an issue that you deal with uh, in terms of, I don't know, like fans who have been a fan a lot longer, uh, not being as positive or is it a lot easier because there's a familiarity with the game by itself? Mm. It doesn't. It doesn't matter if you know the game. It doesn't matter if you know the tactics or something. Everybody feels the game for itself. Sometimes I feel something in the game that someone else doesn't feel, or or the other way around. Um, I don't have a tactical. Um, I don't have a, a tactical background, but now I understand the tactics. I, I read a few books. Um, I've been to a few um, uh, workshops about this. Um, so I see the game a little bit different, but still it doesn't, it doesn't matter. Of course you have always different views, different issues and everything, but, um, you can, even, even if you know the tactics, even if you know, even, even if you know how the player, um, reacts to a certain situation, even if you're really into this game, it could be that you really that you enjoy the game in the same way that someone enjoys it who doesn't know that whatever this player is right footed or left footed. So that's actually beautiful in this game because uh, I give you another example. I've been I've been a lot to Canada um, around uh, end of nineties, beginning of two thousand, and I started watching baseball there. And then I also have been to the U.S. on the East Coast, and also went to watch baseball because I liked the game but it took me probably six to seven years to really get into the game and understand it about the tactics and everything so that takes time and okay baseball is a special example but that that's my example if i if i watch ice hockey now it probably takes me two or three months to really get into it with the tactics but it doesn't it doesn't matter if you if you are there if you want to see your team win and even if it's just a one nil and then you had fun yeah, I, mean, I can relate to that because I mean I remember like, you know when I first came to the U.S. Uh, back uh, uh, two decades ago now. Um, I don't know how you do baseball, by the way. I still can't. <laughs> well, that's all you. But uh, I had the same experience with like American football. I mean, in the beginning, it is very. I mean, you know how it is. I mean, it's becoming bigger in Europe now, for example. But you mm -hmm. know, they'll always yeah. show like a highlight from like a Super Bowl or something when I was growing up back home in Turkey, and it's like a one-yard run for a touchdown or something like that. And, you know, if you don't know the game, it's like the most confusing thing ever. Like what the hell even happened? People just bounce into each other and people are celebrating. But yeah, as you watch the game, you'll learn more, but it also helps to have others kind of, you know, teach the intricacies, you know, because some of the stuff, I mean, not everybody's going to read up on it and stuff like that. I think it's always good to have. That's why I think it's special to be able to watch in a pub where, you know, somebody can turn to you and say, you know, like give their perspective, right or wrong, get like a bunch of different opinions at the same time and have something in common that you watch the game. Mm. So I think that's what makes like the experience unique too, watching it with others compared to yeah. 
you know, just like watching it and not trying to learn it by yourself. So let me ask you this. So what would you say? I know you said, you know, uh, the percent, you know, there's like a kind of like a mixed group. Uh, what would you say the percentage of German fans uh, that are in like the Berlin group, for example? Um, would say 70%. Okay. So, and that's like a pretty large percentage. How does the, and this is what I wonder, because over here, obviously the league we have is major league soccer mm. against major league soccer, but it's major league soccer. So the, you know, and the times are different. So there's no conflict at all. And obviously the teams never play each other. So there's no conflict whatsoever. So you can be a hardcore fan for major league soccer and it will not affect how you support Liverpool and stuff like that. Whereas that's not necessarily the case in Germany. How does that balancing act work? You know, if you're, let's say a fan of like Hertha, and you're watching, you know, how does it affect which game you watch, which team you support when they play each other? Is that like a balancing act for Germans that's trickier? Uh, for some it is, yeah. Yeah, we had um, three occasions. Uh, the first one was the Hertha one. Uh, Liverpool played Hertha Berlin uh, or Berlin I had, um, here in Berlin. And um, so we had a few that had to decide, am I in the Liverpool block going for Liverpool? Am I in the Hertha block? Or am I in the Liverpool block but Hertha fan or something? Um, and uh, yeah, and then they just decided. But but it, as it was a friendly, it was okay. And then came the Dortmund game, uh, the, the very special one um, in the UEFA uh, Europa League. And uh, we had some people having um, a decision problem <laughs> on who to support and what i liked about this was i don't know where they came from but but some people just bought a jersey that was half dortmund and half liverpool and obviously or or it seems that it works because now for example the the bundesliga starts today and it's dortmund playing and i uh, i knew from a lot of um, Liverpool supporters, um, everybody asking each other, okay, so we're watching Bundesliga now, who are you supporting? And, and most of the people say Dortmund, so because it was probably ex-Jürgen Klopp club, and they adapted You Never Walk Alone, in a very bad way, by the way, in my opinion. <laughs> um, but uh, And they have like a very unique kind of... Um, uh, the stand, the um, the uh, the yellow wall, and everything. So it, it's kind of a focus club for British, for English people. Kind of everybody should actually. If you ever have the chance to go to a Dortmund game in Dortmund, go. Really do this. It's 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 just beautiful being in the stadium and watching them. But so as I as I said, this this Dortmund game it was, was strange, and people said, okay, I'm I'm just wearing this, and I don't know who to support, so I support both, but. Kind of everybody started supporting Liverpool in the second game, especially especially after Royce scored the three one, uh, and they were like, "Yeah, okay, so one of my teams is going through." <laughs> what a coincidence! And then we we stroke uh, we we stroke back, yeah, strike strike back. I don't know. Um, then it, it was the Lovren goal, the four three, and everybody who said, "Yeah, okay, I'm actually a Dortmund supporter," also was for Liverpool, and only the 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 um, the supporters that were just Dortmund, they were really pissed at that evening, and everybody else was like, "Okay, this is one of the best games ever because it was." <laughs> and, it was, uh, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and the same with Bayern, but Bayern was also strange because all the um, Bayern fans we had, Bayern Munich fans, um, they have a very strong connection to Liverpool. Um, they just decided, probably having a 
German club and they decided for Bayern, whatever. Um, and uh, yeah, that, so they were for Liverpool and that's completely okay. That's uh, maybe one or two people out of a hundred um, really have a problem there and stay at home maybe and say like, okay, I don't know what to do now or, or <laughs> I, have to, I have to go to the German pub for the German team or something. But uh, that's not really an issue. That's like um, in our group, I think we have 15 of the 18 German Bundesliga teams in our group united. Like everybody is kind of supporting someone. And um, it's like uh, there, is, there is a big rivalry, for example, between Dortmund and Schalke. But um, nobody cares about this when it's about Liverpool. And that's good. And even afterwards, nobody cares about it in the group because, yeah, it's Bundesliga and that's in other groups. That's the other fan clubs and everything. That's okay. Yeah, because I, I thought well, that, that would be one thing that was definitely unique to you guys compared to, like, you know, supporter clubs here, that there's that possibility of the inner conflict of some fans that, you know, you're never going to obviously get over here. But um, so... Let's talk about another aspect that's probably slightly different over there, uh, but I think you can still probably make some recommendations to smaller uh, fan groups over here in terms of becoming official or getting bigger. I mean, I know, you know, social media is obviously the biggest thing, but what are other things that you do to kind of like that helps you guys get, you know, bigger and bigger as time went by? Mm. So first of all, it's about um, about the whole organization. Everybody has to be in it. And with everybody, I don't mean every member, but you have you need to have two or three people really working together on this. And you, ha you need to have a clear agenda. And um, you don't even need to have a big page or something. Most of the clubs have a landing page. That's it. And um, you don't need much more. And... Uh, it depends on which social media you like, but you need to be on Facebook. Definitely. You need to be on Instagram and probably also on Twitter, but it's, it's more about um, show the others who you are and what you do and what you want and, and be there because I know this um, because of myself, but also because of a lot of supporters that are traveling from us. Every time a Liverpool supporter is somewhere else during a game, he is going to Google the city and Liverpool and or something. Like, for example, if someone goes to Milwaukee, he's, he's definitely Googling uh, Milwaukee Liverpool Supporters Club or something. So you need to set something up for this. And, uh, you, and to be brutally honest, don't start a news page. There are so many news pages. Don't start it unless you can really do something. Um, that sounds a bit harsh, but it's so much work. And unless you're really up for it, um, don't start it on your own. Um, and as I, um, as I said before, we're working together with the other supporter clubs and, and everybody who has a supporter club or want to start one or want to be more active in one, always you need to connect to the other supporter clubs and you need to connect um, not only globally, but, but also in the US. I don't know if you have something like a network there. For example, the official Liverpool supporter clubs, they have a group on Facebook. It's an unofficial group, but we are all in there, or most of them are in there. And since the US is so big, you should have one where only the chairmen, chairwomen should be in there, and you should talk and you should exchange your experiences, you should exchange your challenges, everything... 
um, your biggest fears, your nightmares, everything that happened, you should exchange and help each other out. If someone can do Instagram very good, then ask him, what does he do? What could we do? What couldn't we do? Because we are a family, actually. It's everywhere in the world where I've been, uh, I've met Liverpool supporters. I've always had the best time of my life, kind of. I don't know why it is, but it is like that. It's the same when, when being in Liverpool. And this should also be part of the fan clubs. And uh, here's another big thing, um, because we have this discussion in one of the cities. I said, there is always space for a second supporter club, but you need to work together. If, if you are in this just for money or just for being famous or something, then it's definitely the wrong um, <laughs> now, yeah, <laughs> yeah. Then it's definitely uh, the wrong field. Um, I mean, look at this. I know the guys from Redman TV and Amphit Rap, uh, especially Redman TV. They've been working for more than ten years, day in, day out, to be where they are now, to live from this. As an example, um, they have not been there um, just for the money. That's the one thing. Uh, they have not even been there for the money, and. Um, but they need to live from something. That's the one thing. But they've also not been there because they made enemies or something. No, because they're actually really decent, nice scousers. They're, they're so, so nice that I always want to hug them when I see them. <laughs> so, which isn't possible now. But, uh, but yeah, so um, work together. I mean, the US is so, so immense, so big. There's so many supporter clubs. You can learn from each other. You can learn from everything and you can, you could work together and Liverpool is definitely helping you write to Liverpool or ask another OLC, can I get a contact from you for to Liverpool, to the OLC department? How do I get official? Um, or we need some help with some issues. Uh, can someone help or something? It's help each other out because we are, we are the Liverpool family. I mean, you just wrote me to ask me like, would you be able to talk about Liverpool? You are living in the U S I'm living in Germany. I have, why not? Why not? This is, this is Liverpool. This, this means more actually. So now I was pitching all the marketing. There you go. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. But, but this is, this is the feeling I have. Like, wait, um, just another, the, the, the thing about the Rappen family, this is the great thing when I go to Denmark, for example. I just, I just go to Denmark. I write them an email or write them something over Facebook. They're so like, mate, I'm in Copenhagen or Odense or something it's like the cities there. I'm there. Uh, where can I watch the game? Can I watch the game together with you guys? Can we have a pint? Yes. So you go in there, 500 to 1,000 supporters watching a game and you, you have the best day of your life and you meet them and you enjoy them. Same happened to me in Madrid, Barcelona, in Thessaloniki. I was in Nigeria. I had this in uh, Dubai, um, not with the beer, um, officially. And uh, <laughs> I had this in Asian countries. I had this in, I even had this in France. And everybody knows that we don't like each other. So <laughs> and, I, and that's the beauty of it. It's kind of like, a, it is, I mean, anybody who has kind of, uh, started the sporter club or a fan club or you know doing kind of like what we do it is thankless at times but it is really rewarding at times it's kind of like it a hard balance because it, it is thankless because you're doing obviously there's no financial gain to it uh, and i think we were you know talking kind of like off air earlier uh if you probably invested that time 
Uh, you could have a part-time job in a fast food place and you would really bank it with all the time <laughs> spending. Uh, but uh, it is also very uh, rewarding being able to connect with others and finding out, you know, I mean, I know for American Scotch, for example, and I'm sure it's like the same thing with like Redmond Family too, where, you know, you find out that people connected through using your sites, you know, we have the map on the site, like information to the supporter clubs and stuff. That stuff is rewarding, like hearing that back or somebody like listen to the pod and found out about something and stuff like that. That part is like really rewarding. And that's probably like what I aim mm. most. And it looks like, I mean, looking at your guys' sites, my German is a little rusty, but um, it <laughs> looks like there's a lot there, a lot of information. Uh, you, you guys have like constant like a news feed. Uh, so definitely a lot being provided for like the membership. But uh, let me ask you that. I mean, what is the best way to contact you guys, get involved with you guys, you know, like obviously, you know, like we'll have the information on the site and everything in terms of the link, but uh, what are some things fans can do to get involved with the Redmond family there? Mm. So um, there, we have different ways. You can you can find us on social media. It's Redmond Family uh, DE or Redmond Family Germany on uh, Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. Um, this is me doing the account, so you get the direct contact. Every time it's about needing some help or or like some, some bigger topic, I'm always referring you to an email, and that will be mostly uh, cop at repmanfamily.de or my name, Andre, at repmanfamily.de. Um, our homepage is repmanfamily.de. Um, the, the German one, the Danish one is .dk. And, um, yeah, and I think most of the information you will find there and, um, I'm, I'm happy to help if, if someone, someone needs some more input, some, some other contact, if someone needs, um, the connection to something from Liverpool or whatever, um, I'm, I'm happy to help there. And, uh, yeah, the other way around, hopefully too then. <laughs> um, yeah, but as I, as I said before, we have a lot of guests and, and, if there were, I'm, I'm so sure that there will be a time where we are, we are going to be able to, to travel again and probably some of your listeners will be in Europe or will be in Germany or Denmark. Just contact us and, and uh, we can help out watching a game together. Um, or contact us when you are in Liverpool. Maybe we are there too. So we just have a pint. Awesome. I mean, like I say, there is so much to... Uh, it kind of like shows how big your group has gotten i mean all the like you know different smaller groups kind of like joining together to make like one big redmond family it, it is really cool to see uh i honestly did not until i really looked into it to kind of like kind of like prepare for this chat i didn't realize you know how big it really was i mean i contacted you through like instagram uh to see if you could do something together and when i looked into it i was like I was quite impressed with like how well organized and I'm assuming your background kind of like helps with that. But how many people, I mean, obviously you have different people helping out with like the site and stuff like that. But uh, I mean, to get like a project like yours going around, like how many mm -hmm. people do you have kind of like assisting behind the scenes? Um, so everybody that is kind of doing something and that that's is, to put it, yeah, to say it in a very open way, it's about 35 people. Um, and that includes even the, um, even the simple moderator in the group, which is, which is a very important role. Uh, so it's 35 people doing stuff for the fan clubs, in the fan clubs, in the groups, um, 
um, doing some stuff around this. I have one guy helping me with the podcast. Um, I have uh, one guy helping with some merchandise stuff and uh, some, some graphics. And then we have the media team. So altogether, it's around 35 people in Germany now that um, spent some time on the project. Yeah, it definitely it shows. I mean, there's a lot of like great content out there and a lot of like huge events. And obviously the charity work you guys are doing is pretty awesome too. So uh, we'll be definitely following you guys to see like what else is going on. And yeah, like you're saying, maybe, I mean, it's not a far ride from uh, Germany. So how long, how far are you, are you from Enfield? Um, oh. 1,200 kilometers or something. I need, you need to, <laughs> you need to exchange. Yeah. It's all <laughs> conversion over here. <laughs> no, but, um, and probably a few people are going to hate me for this. Uh, let's say it like this. I go out of the house. I walk 15 minutes to the train station, drive 30 minutes by train, then go directly to the plane. So that's probably one and a half hour by arriving at the airport, going into the plane, no, two and a half hours, sorry, then flying, and then I'm in Liverpool. So um, sometimes I, I go to a match uh, and I leave the house at eight o'clock and I watch uh, the four o'clock match in Liverpool. Yeah, that is a lot to be jealous of for. Yeah. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> it is quite an ordeal for us to get across the pond over here. So. <laughs> Yeah, that's that's something. But um, I have done this a few times. I've done this a few times where I've been in Liverpool uh, twice or, or three times a month or something. Um, but the thing is, if you're living over the pond, it's something completely different. But even for us in Germany, um, it's more about the trip now. We, we talked about this in our group. It's like, uh, yeah, some people want to have a lot of tickets. And they say, okay, if you can pay this, of course you get the tickets. But, um, but also there are so many others that want tickets and we always have only limited amounts of tickets. So um, that's the one thing. And we, uh, what I experienced it's, uh, is it's always more about the trip. It's about the trip with the people. It's about what do you do before a match um, around the stadium? Uh, what do you do afterwards? Um, who do you meet? Um, where do you get drunk? <laughs> How many hours do you spend in the shop and all this? I mean, it's just 90 minutes in the stadium. So it's, and sometimes it's even not a good game. And sometimes even the, uh, the atmosphere is not the really best atmosphere. Um, and for this, it's like always flying six, seven, eight hours or, or having a trip with even longer hours. It's sometimes sometimes a bit too much and this is this is why we decided to do this with the pub viewings this is why we decided to have more events uh, locally or regionally also um, because it's also going to be expensive for us uh, and even more for you guys over there um, and uh, give you one example we decided that um, we are going from Berlin with a group going to 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 some to watch some games with the other fan clubs. So we rent a bus or go by train or something. And how cool would that be if some of you guys meet in the middle of the US or everybody meets in New York and, and the second part of the season you meet in, in uh, Carlsbad or in, uh, I don't know which one was, um, like in Austin or something, or Seattle. There's also a supporter club, I think. That would be cool. Why not? 
Yeah, I mean, that, that's why I think knowing what the... Because there are like, you know, like the fan fest or, you know, like similar yeah. activities that's going on. So it's always good to know. And we kind of like try to push that as much as possible to kind of like post about it. Because, yeah, I mean, if you're in, you know, New York, you might not know what's going on in Austin and vice versa and stuff like that, unless you're really constantly following it. So, yeah, I mean, that's the thing. I mean, it's one thing that unites us. You guys are a bit more lucky and be able to do that experience a lot easier. But hey, we have a lot of committed fans over here getting up at four thirty in the morning to watch a game. So yeah, <laughs> watch a game to drink beer, whatever it is for. But either way, they're getting up at four thirty a.m. in the morning to be able to follow Liverpool. So hey, Andre, thanks a lot for joining us and taking the time. Uh, we'll have all your information on the website as well. And oh, nice. hopefully, if we land up in Germany sometime, uh, we'll be able to watch a game together as well. Oh yeah, we definitely will. We will. <laughs> I'm so looking forward to this. <laughs> no, thank you. Thank you very much for having me on the show. I uh, wish you all the best with the podcast. I listened to some of the episodes and they're really good. And uh, yeah, hopefully um, we, we will meet up. Hopefully I meet some of your listeners soon in Liverpool or in, in Europe somewhere. And uh, um, looking forward to being back on the show soon again. Of course, anytime you're welcome, sir. Thanks a lot again. And thank you all for listening. You'll never walk alone. Continue to follow us on like Facebook, Instagram, and let us know if you want us to do anything special in terms of our podcast and stuff like that. Just drop us a line or be a part of our American Scouser family. Just drop us a line anytime. Thanks a lot, everyone. Mm -hmm.